Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Cole. As a leading functional medicine practitioner, I have had the unique position to see so many alchemize their pain and health problems to their purpose. Now I want the same for you. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers where there is a fresh infusion of grace and lightness into wellness. This is the art of being well. Join me every Thursday for a new episode. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, JC. Hello. This is my first time meeting JC in real life. I followed you on TikTok for a while now. I feel like that's where I found you, but I know you've been creating content for a long time. Yes. I started on Instagram so long ago. So TikTok is kind of newer. I started doing TikTok during the pandemic. Okay. That's where, um, that's everyone's. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's story, everyone's right? Everyone's timeline. Yeah. Yes. I know. I was trying to figure out how I found out about you or how I followed you on TikTok or Instagram, I was like, I do not know where or how. Yeah, it happened. But then I found out somehow that you're a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I, you posted something. About being a Capricorn, probably. Well, something just that I related to a lot. And I was like, okay. I like this girl. Like, mm-hmm. I like her energy. And then later on, I found out you were a Capricorn. And I was like, my Capricorn It's sister. how we do things. It's yes, how we do things. 100%. So, yes, I love following you, though. And I, your podcast is great. I'm a big TikTok stan. It's weird because most of my job has been Instagram mm-hmm. and it's always been so difficult. I mean, in the last couple of years to grow on Instagram, yes. I actually started as like a writing on a blog blogger mm. and that was like my skill in life. And then everything moved to Instagram and I felt like it wasn't taking advantage of what I was actually good at. So I felt like I wasn't super inspired ever by Instagram. Honestly, it kind of felt like always like a chore, mm. but TikTok and podcasts too. It's just way more exciting to like be a part of. And then I'm I'm now meeting people who have found me via TikTok or podcast, even though I've done Instagram for literally like yes. six freaking years. That's how I feel. Everyone that like meets me in person or comes up to me, it's always like I follow you on TikTok mm-hmm. or, I, or I listen to your podcast. Yes. It's rarely ever anything about Instagram. And it is funny because I'm like, that's what I was always known for or whatever. That's yeah. what I, well, I was thought I was thing. known for. Yeah. Yes. And I was not, obviously. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly. Clearly no one cares. They don't no care cares. about the photos anymore. No. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to talk to you about TikTok Mm -hmm. and creating content in general, but mostly on TikTok, because I feel like that's where I follow you most regularly, mostly Mm -hmm. because you're just like always on my For You page and like who I follow and stuff. And I have a really hard time creating content on TikTok and like letting go of making things 
perfect. And there's like mm -hmm. a there's levels to it. So some of my blogger friends who are way more curated, like they literally can't do TikTok. They're like, Peyton, I can't create this kind of content. So I want to know your strategy for coming up with concepts for TikTok. One, um, like, do you save TikToks that inspire you? Do you think of things just like on your own? Um, how do you do that? A mix of all of the above. I feel like that was also a struggle for me because I did start on Instagram and I started actually as a photographer. I've always been very focused on the curation of like beautiful photos and videos and making it literally be perfect, mm -hmm. picture perfect. So then on TikTok, when, when I started, I just kind of, first of all, I committed to being very consistent. And I think that's key. Always key. <laughs> so I started during the pandemic like many people did. And I committed to myself because I didn't have much else going on. I was like, okay, I'm going to post three videos a day for 30, or sorry, for three months. Okay. So for 90 days, which is kind of a big commitment. And yeah. like, I'm just an overachiever by nature. So, you know, mm -hmm. you could do much smaller. Like my friend right now is starting to do TikTok. And I told her, just commit to doing three videos a day for a month for okay. 30 days, which mm -hmm. that's 90 videos. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of content, that's you know? That's a lot of content. So anyway, I committed to that to myself and I started doing that. And I started growing a little bit. And then a few of my videos did like go viral and I gained a lot quite of a, followers. Yeah, a lot of followers within a short amount of time. And I just kept going with it. And I think my number one strategy for TikTok is keeping it casual. And there are moments when I have to fight it so hard. I'm like, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, I want to like make this aesthetic video of a day in my life. And then I just remember that that doesn't always perform very well for me. Yeah, I like to mix them in just because I like curated stuff still. I love, you know, taking beautiful clips of my day and putting it into a montage. Like mm -hmm. I personally like to watch that content and I like to put it out there. So even if it doesn't always perform super well, I'm like, whatever, I like it. So I don't care. Yeah. But as far as like saving sounds and stuff, I save so many sounds. Like the okay. second I hear one sound on TikTok that I'm like, oh, that could be funny with, I don't even have the concept in my mind, but I'm like, yeah, that yeah. could be funny for something. I save it. Okay. And then I also have a list on my phone that has just a running list of TikTok ideas. Okay. So for example, yesterday I came up with the idea. I was like, it's so funny how... I always act like, so 444 is like my number that I see all the time, right? My angel number, I guess. So I'm always like, oh my gosh, when I see the my phone at 444, it's like the universe is communicating with me, right? And then I was talking to my friend. I was like, it's funny because I look at my phone every five seconds. So yeah. the chances that I will see it is actually very high. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, that's kind of a funny concept for a TikTok. Like me looking at my phone at 444 thinking the universe is communicating with me and then the sound changes yeah, and it's yeah. like realizing that I'm on my phone 24-7. So yeah. it doesn't matter. So I'll just have these thoughts and then I think about how I can like make them into a TikTok. Yes. You know what I think you're really good at too? And my friend Mary was actually on the podcast too. Her name's Mary Skinner on mm -hmm. TikTok. Yeah, yeah, I've seen her. She's really good at like, essentially it's like copy, like boiling down a concept like that into like a short little thing of words. Yes. I am not good at that. I noticed that with Twitter. That's why I never did Twitter. I was like, I need more. I need a podcast. I literally yeah, need like to, a like, podcast amount of information to explain myself. No, I and get why that. this is funny. But do you know what TikToks I really like that you do are the basically your podcast playing in the background yes. or you speaking in the background and then clips. Yeah, I yeah. like that. And I think that's a different vibe. Like I don't do a lot of videos like that, but I really like that for you. Yeah. Well, I started note to self like grew mm -hmm. because of TikTok. Mm -hmm. So like maybe you found my note to self TikTok first or something. Maybe. But that was a new I hadn't seen it in, in podcasting before. And really, I just did it because I didn't have the ability to record myself. Like I didn't have like the apparatus. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like I have to do something. And TikTok made the podcast grow like much bigger than if I just put it on Instagram or something. I believe it 100%. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so much potential with TikTok. 
And it gives you even I'm sure you've heard so many of the clips of Emma Chamberlain's podcast with just like a little song in the background. Mm-hmm. They go viral all the yeah, time. Yeah. I mean, granted, well, it's she also is, Emma Chamberlain. Yeah. yeah, it's also her. But just like that concept, I really like. Yeah. Too. Yeah. OK, so I'm thinking like think of TikTok more like Instagram stories, perhaps mm-hmm. just like a funny, quick Instagram story. Yeah. Just think of funny concepts like. I think I am a creative person, so mm-hmm. it does come a little bit naturally to me where I'll like think of an idea and like you said, I can kind of turn it into content. Yeah, yeah. But it is, it's a mix of being intentional and strategic and also casual because the second I start overthinking, I swear my videos don't do as well. Like it's just, you have to be like off the cuff mm-hmm. a little bit with TikTok, I think, and not plan everything. Like I do not care at all what my TikTok feed looks like. I yeah. never think about that for one second. Mm-hmm. I never... A ton of the, sometimes it'll be five videos in a row of my face just super close. And I'm like, it just it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter to yeah. me because I feel like TikTok doesn't prioritize that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It doesn't matter what your feed looks like. Like people just want to see fun content. At least that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I try and put out what I like to see, which is fun, relatable, yeah, casual. I'm starting to realize that with even like the number of platforms I'm on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm really second guessing. Like, do I want to do this platform or this platform? Because I honestly don't even like like seeing content on that platform. I'm not consuming any content on exactly. those certain platforms. So I'm like, I think I'm about to ditch like half my job. Well, because <laughs> I'm like, um, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I deleted Instagram for six months. I just got mm-hmm. it back like two two weeks ago. I already deleted it again, which I have it on. So I have two, like I have a work phone that I get on and okay. I will get on it on there. And sometimes I'll post like casually or, you know, I mean, granted, this is very new, but mm-hmm. basically I got it back and immediately I was like, I don't even like Instagram. Why am I spending so much time on here? Like, scrolling mindlessly I don't want to be on here so I deleted it from my phone again and I got it on that phone and then I just will go on like not even every day like every few days and be like oh I wanted to post some stories like I took some cute photos at dinner or something Mm -hmm. but I'm so much more I'm so focused on like what do I like to consume like you said Mm -hmm. I love podcasts me too I I love YouTube and I love TikTok so I'm like that's what I'll be focusing on Instagram I just don't really enjoy consuming or creating on it that much so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to put that much energy into it well I feel like Instagram is all of them are consumption based. Like we're all going to consume someone else's content or a ton of people's content. Yes. But Instagram feels the most like vapid. Yes. Of it, of, of all of them, you know, like TikTok, I feel like I get on there. I see something funny. I learn something. I follow like the oddest array of people <laughs> yeah. on there. Same. But I, I, I like. Fo- I um, privated my following list because I'm like, yeah. y'all don't need to know what I'm following. Okay. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I. I do scroll mindlessly on both TikTok and Instagram, but TikTok almost feels like more productive. Don't you feel, at least this is the way, I, I just feel better. Like yeah. when I scroll on Instagram for an hour, I leave and I just feel depleted. And I'm like, I feel like I compare myself more for some weird reason. Like mm-hmm. I feel less productive or less, just I feel less when yeah. I get off. And I'm like, why would I continue to go on this platform every day all the time when it's like, yeah. what is it doing for me? You know? I think that's a good way to look at it for both if you're a consumer of content and a creator of content to go where places make you feel a little bit more or at least give you a laugh exactly like if I'm like feeling depressed I go on TikTok yes so I mean for a while there my TikTok was literally like all politics like Mm -hmm. all the uproar of everything which is just like also depressing so I had to like start on purpose changing my algorithm and like not watching certain things and watching other things it is weird too how your for you page is literally for you because Mm -hmm. I have a spam account that I just like started posting on randomly and honestly the only reason I created it is because TikTok would ban me for like the littlest things and I was like 
if my account gets taken down, I am going to be well, the thing is, so mad. Doesn't that happen like kind yes, of a lot? it happens so often. And so I was like, I need a backup account, like just to be like, hey guys, yeah. follow me here in case. And then if worse comes worse, I can still post whatever. So mm-hmm. I made this spam account. And the point is, I w- was like scrolling and I'm like, these are, I didn't know that I was on the spam account. I thought I was on my real account. And I'm like, what are these videos? I was like, yeah. my free page is weird. And then I realized <laughs> I was on my fresh account that mm-hmm. hadn't curated an algorithm for me. And I was like, that's weird. It's so weird. My free page is like noticeably mine. Like yeah. I get on it and I'm like, I'm comfy here. It's mm-hmm. so weird. I have two. I have the the note to self like free page, which is basically all aesthetic stuff and mm. then like podcast stuff. Yeah. And then my own changes with like whatever my interests are. Yes. For a little while there, it's like conspiracy theories. And then it's like now it's all about the telescope images. Okay. I which just on that gets side. me in my like, I'm like, oh, nothing matters. Oh my God. <laughs> but then it's like freeing. Like it's a, it's a spiritual experience to get on TikTok 100%. right now for me. Not as funny anymore. But anyway. Yeah. It, it changes. It's like you said, with the season you're in. It does. Yes. Okay. So you recently posted a TikTok that I really related to. And I wanted to pose a question to you about it. Okay. So basically, the TikTok was you being like, I can't shut up. Like I talk to people, I will tell them my entire story. They didn't ask. I'm just giving out advice. I'm just talking, 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 talking. And you can't stop. So I've always been pretty introverted. And I think since I started sharing my life on the internet, I've been so much more open. And I always want to make other people feel comfortable. And I feel Mm -hmm. like if I divulge all this, like, information about myself, oftentimes embarrassing. Yes. (laughs) That they will, like, be comfortable in my presence but sometimes I like overdo it to where I'm like not reading the room like I should just shut my mouth yes but I feel like maybe you're the same where you just share because you're like I want to fill some space here but I also want them to know like I'm a person and I'm not yeah, judging like them. I'm an open book I don't <laughs> yeah. care what you do this is a, I'm stupid I'm a mess too yes. like totally I feel the exact same way but recently I've been in my health and wellness spiritual healing era okay, okay. so I've been doing a lot of self-reflecting lately and I was like, why do I, there are certain subjects where lately I've been realizing I'm like, okay, I'll open up about these subjects to a stranger yeah. or someone who I'm like not that close with. Mm-hmm. And then after I leave, I have regrets. Like I feel like that wasn't necessary <laughs> and I wasn't like, yeah, I just didn't need to share that much information. And some of that information actually can just be mine and it mm-hmm. can be my own private thoughts. I don't have to share that. And so I've left feeling like this weird thing of like, do I have no boundaries? Like, do I need to be stronger and be like, I'm not going to speak about certain subjects like yes. that, are, that are sacred to me because it's like, that's not a random person's business. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's also hard when you don't, like, I don't personally judge myself that much anymore at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone does. And I do so with work more than just like my own life. Mm-hmm. But I don't judge anyone else either. Like, I genuinely just don't care what everyone is doing. Right. I don't even know what I'm doing all the yeah. time. And I feel like I actually am in my real life an open book. Like if someone is friends with me, yes. they know everything about me. And I'm like, okay, how do I decide what's really important to me like to not share? Right. And like the one thing I've come up with in just like the last couple of years, because I started dating my boyfriend two years mm-hmm. ago. That's the one thing now that I'm like, okay, this feels like something that I don't share even with my closest friends. Right. We'll chat about stuff and people I trust. I'll, you know, ask them for advice if they've been in relationships longer than me. But I'm not like divulging like fights or like arguments or yeah, things like that to no, people. No, I'm not like, no. well, he said this and then I said no. this and then like sending texts or something like that. So like, no. there's certain things that I'm like, okay, that's 
off limits. My family, I don't really talk about that much because like they didn't ask to be on the internet. Sure. Sometimes I'll like add things like when they do something good or something yeah, like, yeah, to yeah. celebrate them. Yes. But other things about my own life, I'm just like not protective of myself. Right. But I also don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable with me sharing so much info and then they're over there just like, what do I say back to this person? It exactly. happens rarely because some people really do. Like, they receive it well yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, and they like it. No, I think it's with certain subjects that even – so what I'm referring to even recently that mm-hmm. I was like, I shouldn't have done that is a lot of like religious stuff because yeah. I've been dealing with like a lot of just – religious questions and like oh what do I believe in and I grew up super religious and I've been trying to navigate that and then sometimes I feel like I will speak about it with people who it's not even that they don't validate me because I don't it's not that I need validation but it's like I feel that I wasn't heard or something in that Mm -hmm. situation like I'll open up this like deep part of me and they're like oh yeah I don't feel like that and I'm like why did I just say reverse, that? Reverse, like, reverse. Yes, I'm like reverse. Like I should just keep my mouth shut. And again, this is my journey. Like I don't need to spill my guts to like random people about all my religious like questions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's some things too, and, and they will get misconstrued because I, I listened to your episode with Kenzie, uh-huh. the most recent one. Yeah, yeah. And I have a similar background and I, I never want to like, but it kind of moves into the family sector of things for mm-hmm. me too, where I'm like, I don't want to like dive too deeply into that kind of stuff. For sure. But if someone will listen to me talk about it, I will talk about it. Like yes. I don't talk about religion and politics on social media, but yeah. like me and my Uber driver, you're like, we're, we're talking chatting. about it. 100%. <laughs> we're, we're going back and forth. We're talking about whatever, you know, if wherever they're from and like what things are like. But I just really re- related to that. And I started thinking about the boundaries thing too. But mm-hmm. I'm also just like, I don't know where I, where I, put my own boundaries and like how mm-hmm. I even like self-reflect enough to like know where they are because it's hard I'm a very big reflector but mm-hmm. I usually it's not ever about boundaries and my whole life like the theme is coming up like okay boundaries mm-hmm. also I would like to be a little bit more mysterious in my life oh it's not possible for me I'm not mysterious I am not at all I will try so hard I'm like oh I want to like yeah, kind of give off this vibe or whatever and then I get on the podcast I'm like oh my gosh I, so I pooped my pants and then like this yeah, happened yeah. I'm just like there's no Mm-hmm. I have no boundaries. No. Like, sis, <laughs> how do there you, is no how line. How do we fix this? How do we fix I this? I don't know. I would love to know. I do feel like the more confidence I gain, the more the boundaries become a little clear where I'm like, okay, like you said, with my yeah. relationship, I'm like, I don't need to share certain things. Yeah, like, that's not, them. yeah, it's no one's business but my own. But especially when it involves other people, like you said, it's so much easier. When mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm protecting like my family or Leif or whatever. Yes. But when it's just me, I'm like, eh. Yeah. But that's so that is what I'm trying to work on and be like, no, I need to protect my own peace, too. Yes. Sometimes. But I also think that's a way that, you know, your audience finds it endearing on social media, at least maybe not in real life. If you're like cornering someone like me, like (laughs) (laughs) I have like three tequilas and I'm like, let me tell you my whole life story, (laughs) which can be really embarrassing the next day. But with your audience, you kind of need a little bit of that For for people to trust you. And I was talking to my friend Mary about her really opening up about mental health and with her her biggest anxiety comes from her audience now judging her Mm. and her growing so big and her talking about being you know bipolar and dealing with being bipolar just through normal life and she's like now I need to find my boundaries and like social media and stuff too it's it's really hard because you do need both I think when you're going to be a creator on social media yes when you open up those super vulnerable topics especially if you do have a big audience like I've I've experienced that too it the second people like judge you for what you shared when you feel like it was so raw of you to share in the first place even if you got 90 percent of the feedback was so positive and so kind mm-hmm. sometimes that negative when it's already a sensitive spot you're just like 
I want to shut down now and not share anything because like, oh my gosh, I opened myself up and you basically yeah hurt me. Came you know what I mean? It. It's, it's also like low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. If someone's like vulnerable on the internet, someone who's having a bad day is going to be yes. a fucking asshole about it. That's one thing I do remind myself a lot because I get a lot of shit about just various topics and I'm like, I'm going to continue to share them because if it is 90% good, I feel like you owe it to those people. Totally. And you do have, like, I even sometimes don't, I don't even want to acknowledge the bad because I'm just like, mm-hmm. it is such a small percentage that it's almost not worth it because 90% of people of my audience are so kind and awesome. And it's like, why am I focusing? It, you know, I'm thinking if I was a part of a community and then the creator that I really look up to and like is like constantly feeding into the bad and talking about mm-hmm. the bad, I'd be like, I, oh, there's I so actually much good. see that a lot. Yeah. And it gets to the point where it's like annoying. It I is. never it's unfollow annoying. people on TikTok, but I'm like, there's some people that I, I do unfollow. I feel the same way when they're constantly basically giving energy to the hate. Mm-hmm. It becomes so much more powerful. It's like, it does. stop giving. You know who I look up to in this way is literally Kim Kardashian. Yes. She does not give any energy mm-hmm. to negative people ever. She doesn't. Like, she never talks about it. Even if she does, she does it for two seconds and it's like, eh. It mm-hmm. makes her untouchable. It's like the more you give power to these negative internet trolls, the more they're like, <laughs> like yeah, I got yeah. her. And they're it's like, like just, evil. <laughs> yeah, just don't give it any. Yeah. I mean, it's hard sometimes with mm-hmm. certain topics. It's like I will have moments where I'm like, I want to clap back so bad. But yeah. it's just like, who, who am I even talking to? Yeah, that's a good that's you a know? good thing. I have moments of weakness where I clap sure. back. But the For thing sure. is, I was talking about this with someone recently. I'm like, people who do things like that and come for your like again the low-hanging fruit the stuff that's easy to make fun of when you're being very open about something Mm -hmm. so the people who comment things really negative who you want to clap back to Mm -hmm. they are committed to misunderstanding you yes like they refuse to understand where you're coming from and no matter what you say back even if it's like something nice I always get people that are coming back at me like even more mean yes I made a joke recently and like this was supposed to be like a really clear joke I got on antidepressants recently. Best thing ever. I'm loving life. I'm living. This is the best thing. Love it. So my doctor told me when I get on them, she was like, do not binge drink on antidepressants. But like I was going on vacation. She's like, yeah, you can have like some drinks during the day, like, you know, throughout the day with your boyfriend on the beach or hanging out. So one day I was on the beach and I had to take it's like noon. I'm taking my meds. Mm -hmm. And all I had by me was a mojito. And I took a video of my boyfriend while I was doing this and I was like Joe watching me you know chase my antidepressant with a mojito being like counting all the red flags he missed (laughs) yeah which I understand is a little bit reckless obviously but I've like my doctor and I we have that covered us together like I don't need anyone on the internet telling me things I got comments on that from people being like can't wait for the overdose things like that like actually there was one commenter that I said something back to she was like this is like fucked up. I hate when influencers promote, you know, really unhealthy things. And mm-hmm. I come into back. I was like, well, the point of this is that it is really unhealthy and like you shouldn't do that. Right. I mean, my boyfriend looks mortified. Right. Right. <laughs> it's a bad thing. That's, That's what I'm point. trying to say. Yeah. yeah. And I also like it's also a joke. And like, you know, people who take antidepressants, like maybe we like to joke about stuff like that because it's like a little bit funny to us. It's not really right. for you. Um, and they were like, yeah, I can't wait for the overdose. I was like, OK, well, okay. That's a little, it gets like dark. It does. And it's exactly what you said. People seek to misunderstand. Mm -hmm. And that's very important to realize. Yeah. Specific people. All that matters at the end of the day is your intention. Mm -hmm. Like when you're posting that, 
you're obviously not trying to promote something horrible or no. talk about anything unhealthy. You're making a joke and you're trying to make light of you taking antidepressants and that's your business and yeah. that's funny. And and it's like, that's what I have to remind myself too because I will joke about infertility stuff. Like I've mm-hmm. dealt with some infertility things and I'll make jokes all the time. People will be like, this is so insensitive. I'm like, it's about me. Yeah, it doesn't, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. And, and my intention is only to make light of a situation if another girl's struggling with infertility mm-hmm. to see that and be like, oh, yep, like yeah. this is our life and not be crying in bed about it. That's yes. the point. So that's my intention and that's all that matters. You it know? is all that matters. It's just, it's wild how you think you're going to engage with someone who's misunderstanding you and they always come back like more intense For sure. and more evil. It just escalates you, like, quickly. You think you get them and then they come back stronger. You're like, oh, what the fuck? yeah, <laughs> this is so scary. Okay. So what ways are you now we're planning to mm-hmm. practice setting boundaries on social media. Gosh, I think just not consuming as much as the main thing for me because I find that the more I consume, the more in my head I get. Mm-hmm. Or like even the more kind of what we're talking about, the more I, I consume my own, like, you know, people criticizing me or like whatever, I just get so in my head and I feel like I become an inauthentic version of myself when mm-hmm. I'm not paying attention to any of that. Like lately... I've been trying this new thing where I will make a TikTok and I don't really check like how it's doing and like, oh, yeah. what is what is the feedback? I'm mm-hmm. just like, I said what I said. It's funny. I'm moving on. I, and then sometimes later I'll be like, oh my gosh, that got kind of a lot of views. And like, I'll see some comments and like and, yeah, yeah. you know, interact with my community and stuff. But I'm just trying not to like give it so much energy, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, or just think about it so deeply. It's like, I'm going to post stuff for fun. If people Mm -hmm. like it, amazing. I'm not going to scroll a ton and consume a lot. And I'm not going to take everything that they say to heart. I'm just kind of like trying to live life and have fun. Yeah. It's kind of like create more than you consume. For sure. Which is like very important. My ultimate goal, but it's so hard when I'm just like sitting at home or like I'm just always on my phone. So like I feel like I'm just consuming constantly. And it's hard because you have to consume to create, mm-hmm. like especially on TikTok. Yes. Because if you want to be a part of the trends and you want to be a part of the trending sounds, like it, that is actually the hard part is like, I will tell that Leif, to Leif all the time. I'm like, it's funny because it's literally a part of my job to scroll on TikTok for hours because yeah. I'm like, I have to understand what's happening in the mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. of TikTok. Yeah. Is he really on board with it or does he not like being in TikToks? Because he's in a bunch of your TikToks. Yeah. I feel like, again, I just go with what feels natural. Like if I'm like, hey, do you want to be in this TikTok with me? If he's like, oh, like, no, I'm like, okay. Yeah, you're not going to perform story, well anyways. I'm not, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you're not in performer mode, yeah. then no. So, but if he's like, sure, I'm like, cool. Like, mm-hmm. I do not push it at all because early on in our relationship, I feel like we did a lot of travel blogging photos mm-hmm. and I literally was like a freaking tyrant. Yeah, like bridezilla. But yes, like, and I'd be like, get in the photo, times. like do this. And now I'm just like, ew, that wasn't good for our relationship. It wasn't good for me. So I let him shine in his own ways he's a really funny person so he like sometimes it's even hard for me because like he'll be saying something so funny and I'm like I want to record this so bad for TikTok but sometimes I just have to be like this is just mine to enjoy sometimes real life stuff real life like but yeah he'll he'll be on board he's super supportive of me doing it Mm -hmm. and then yeah there'll be like moments where I'll be like there's this funny trend like would you want to be in it and he'll mm-hmm. just be like sure and is so. he very creative too does he think of things for you is he, is he like you know I saw this we should do it or anything like yeah, that yeah he is very creative he he will send me stuff sometimes like, yeah. you should do this trend or like send me a sound and be like you should do like he has ideas for me too yeah, which is that fun. is so cute yeah it's cute Joe I've had to really form him 
mm-hmm. and to he is a very creative person. He's never really had the ability to flex it though because he plays baseball mm-hmm. for his job, and he is very funny. He's definitely like the lighthearted one. Yeah, of both yeah. of us. I mean, I guess both of us are kind of serious and lighthearted at the same time, but he more like in the beginning did not want to be like an Instagram husband. And he expressed that to me. And he was like, I don't like, I have my job. I don't want to like have to be in everything. And that was one of our biggest arguments. Cause I was like, which now I feel like I can talk about because we're so far past yes, it. Yes. But he was very much like being a little bit selfish. And I always had to come travel to see him. Like I was doing a lot of the work. I moved to go live with him because his job is so intense and mm-hmm. requires so much time on his part. And if I hadn't done that, we wouldn't be in a relationship. Right. So I'm like, if you think... You're like, the least you can do is pose for a photo, yeah. sir. <laughs> I was like, if you think I am doing all of this and you want to have a girlfriend with freedom to come see you who also has a job, that's this is the job I have to do right. to make that happen. And I got so... I was so stern with him. And he was... After that whole talk, he was so embarrassed, like, at himself for even saying anything and not realizing. He was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, wasn't even thinking that way. And now he's way more involved. Like we went on vacation two weeks ago and he makes me take photos or content in certain places where I'm like, You're like huh? are you my like <laughs> freaking producer now? My manager? What's happening okay. here? Yeah. So I love when they like give a little bit of, you know, insight. For sure. And I think he's probably after baseball going to start a more creative venture. So I'm yeah. excited to like be the other part for him and that yes. too. I love that. I do feel like it just takes those conversations and stuff because mm-hmm. like I said, I was so much more... I don't know what the word is, but like just overbearing. I'd be like, we have to, yeah. but the thing is, is that I realized like my, I am an overworker. Mm-hmm. And so Leif would associate like all these photo shoots with like just him being dragged along literally all day and me going way too far with it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, it wasn't yeah. like, oh, can we do this for an hour? It's like, come with me in the blazing heat for four mm-hmm. hours. You're going to pose here. And he's just like, this is not what I want well, to be doing. You know what I mean? Capricorns. Yes. And so we had to find some like give and take. So I feel like now, again, I can read the room and I'm like, would you like to do this with me? Mm-hmm. If, if he's Consent. like, if he's like, I'm not in the mood. I'm like, before I would have been like, please, like just. Yeah. Whatever. And now I'm just like, got it. Mm-hmm. Moving on. And I feel like it makes him more willing. Yeah. You know, so it's he's little, not. It's not manipulative, but it's like yeah, yeah. it makes him now that I don't push it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when he asks, he's like willing because he's like, you're not being annoying. Well, and... It's fun for him. It doesn't exactly. feel like he's being dragged around now. Exactly. He has some autonomy. Exactly. <laughs> he has choices. Yeah, he has yeah. choices. So let's say you're not consuming as much content. Mm-hmm. The Instagram thing, I think you going on hiatus and like not being on that as much is a big boundary to set. Huge. There. I um, think that's probably the biggest one. Yeah. Did it save you a lot of time? it is shocking like that is what shocked me the most so I just was gonna delete it for like a week or two at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. and then ended up being six months the time that I had I was like mortified because I again am kind of I don't know if you want to call a workaholic but it's like I like to work I love my job I'm super creative I'm super passionate like I'm just into all of it so I would always be like I'm just so busy like I have no time to like do new things or whatever I'm like I'm just go. I'm a go, go, go type of person. Yeah. Well, when I deleted Instagram and I was no longer consuming content, I was like, hmm, I wasn't that busy. So much free time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the fact that I think I'm so busy, it's because I'm scrolling for hours on mm-hmm. social media. When you take that out, I have time to go to lunch with a friend. I have yeah, time yeah. to read a book for 30 minutes in the middle of the day. I do have that time, but mm-hmm. I'm wasting it. You yeah. Know? That is such a good point. I feel like I mean, the thing about Instagram for me is it's still kind of where my money is being made. Yes. And it's a huge part of my job. So do you have do you have management? 
I don't actually. Okay. So I got dropped by my manager um, in the heat of the pandemic. Yes. Oh, God. So I or my management, Mm -hmm. basically, they were like letting people go and blah, blah, blah. It was like devastating to me. I was like, I'm a failure. I hate myself. Like, this Mm -hmm. is the worst thing that could ever happen. And then, of course, hindsight, it just became a blessing for me because I didn't have anyone saying like, link more stuff. You need to post more of this. Like, and I was no longer feeling like, you know, if I had management, I don't feel like I would feel comfortable being like, I'm going to get off Instagram. They'd be like, that's then what I was we're about dropping to ask you. you. Like, yeah. why the hell would we? Like, well, you're like, the worst thing already happened and I already got dropped at this yes. point. So like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Exactly. I'm more like, I would love to not be on Instagram maybe. But if all my money is coming from Instagram, totally. one, I need to pay my rent. That would be great. And two, my managers would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. Like, I think it's also like, I always say, I'm like, if Instagram was my number one income, like, mm-hmm. And only, yeah. there's no way. It's like, what What do you mean? I wouldn't be able to, you know, I just would have to find better boundaries. But because I had built up TikTok at this point, I built up YouTube and my podcast. Mm-hmm. I was like, here's the thing. I've been hustling for years. This is why I've been hustling so that yeah. I can do things like that. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I finally for one second was like, gave myself like a breather and was like, I've been overworking myself. And now because of like, I can enjoy the fruits of those labors at yes, this point because yeah, yeah. I've built other platforms, but I also understand that that's not everyone's path and that some mm-hmm. people are building like Instagram. That's their main priority. Yes. So it would be very hard to just delete the whole app. I, I get know. That. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to build podcasts because having this be my number one source of income would be great because you want to have multiple, I'm sure. you know, at all times. But this being the number one would be like very freeing because I feel like there's some substance. I feel excited to like talk on a mic to have guests on and stuff like that. So it's just taking a while to build this and then focus on building other things. Mm -hmm. Like you're just starting over on Instagram again for the first time. Exactly. Just starting to build other platforms and always move towards what you're excited about. You don't have to, again, you don't have to be, make these rash decisions and be like, I have to get rid of Instagram because it doesn't make me happy. It's like, just find better boundaries and start posting on TikTok or start building a different platform or business that you're super excited and passionate about. I just believe that we should always be moving towards what like flows and feels yeah. good and is fun and like you know sometimes we're just trying to hold on so hard to something that it's like doesn't even make you're us feel forcing good. it yeah and you're forcing that's what I actually just got in a conversation with my friend yesterday because I like I came into town two days ago mm-hmm. and we just were having coffee on her little balcony and we were talking about being in our late 20s and early 30s and being like I really trust myself more now and I'm getting to that like mode where I'm like actually going with my gut on things and everything I do using my gut as like a guide has made my life better exactly everything I try to force it's like holding me back so like the whole flowing like that's a good word for it just like your energy flows in a certain direction you can just go go for it I guess but that's also helpful if you're a creative person because definitely I can't like stability I want it but it's like hard for me to have it sometimes like I thrive in chaos and stress yes, same yeah so it's hard to like detox from all of that mm-hmm. come back to center and then figure out what you want actually no. what your body wants what your gut wants totally what you just said is key like I feel like the older I get the more confidence I get the more I trust myself and it is just like I'm willing to make those decisions yeah I am gonna delete Instagram it doesn't feel good like I'm going to go with what feels good yeah, and yeah. it's so empowering mm-hmm. too and it does take time to like yeah. get to you know any sort of decision that you want to make. But yeah, I, I love that. Just letting the energy flow. So is your husband as like 
go, go, go as you or no. is he more relaxed? Oh my gosh. He's the opposite of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think is good. We balance each other out a lot. Mm-hmm. And like we've kind of talked about, it's been like the source of our arguments in the past of me being like, why aren't you doing like, yeah, I don't get it. Like, get up. Like, why aren't you? And he's like, hmm, you sit down. Like, yeah, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know? What's going on? What's happening? Like, that's you how, don't stop. That's how Joe is. I also, it's weird because I don't know many people who get off work and like they're literally off work. So like no. when Joe goes home from the field, he is done. Mm-hmm. That's there's no more work. And if he has an off day, it's literally the whole day off. Yes. And if he has like his off season is like four months, he goes and works out for like an hour or two each day. He comes home and he is absolutely done. done. Yeah. And I remember like looking at him and I'm like, you're making me nervous because like <laughs> one, you're always here. <laughs> I work from home. What are you doing? Yeah. And like, shouldn't you be like doing something? Like, do we want to start some kind of business for you? And he's like, no. He's like, like, I'm I, relaxing. I have a job. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to give me more jobs. And it genuinely confused me for the first little bit. And now he's made me like, I take way less, you know, sponsorships, for example. Yeah. Because I like want time to relax. Sure. And he's made me have to like have to relax. And it's at first was... I had so much anxiety just like sitting there being like present like or sitting down watching a movie. (laughs) I was like a movie. Oh, a movie. Absolutely. Like three hours. I'm like, no, that's not fun. Like, yes, we have a joke about. So we watch now shows every night. We're we're watching Uh Breaking Bad right now. He's never seen it. I'm rewatching. He is a big movie show guy Mm -hmm. and I haven't seen literally anything like movies. I think it's also a boy thing. They just like love movies. Leif's a big movie guy. Mm -hmm. And he's always quoting them. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I have no idea what's going on. He's always really, really concerned. So now I'm (laughs) sitting down and like watching movies with him at night and I do enjoy it now, but I do get in trouble. Sometimes I get on my phone. He always (gasps) like when we're watching Stranger Things, he would like look over and be like, Are you watching Stranger Things on your phone? I'm screaming. <laughs> this is literally me and Leif. Like he'll yeah. pause it and be like, hmm. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Leif, I'm checking something so briefly. Like I can still pay attention. He's like, what did they just say? I'm like, um, I don't remember. He's like, you can't do both. Yes. And I'm like, okay. Because okay. I have questions later. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. I don't I don't remember that. He's like, oh, because you're watching so it's now anytime I'm on my phone in any show, it's called watching Stranger Things on your phone. <laughs> okay, love so it. like I'll hear from the other side of the couch, because we are full, like, like <laughs> head on either side yeah and I'll hear like stranger things on your phone and I'm like fuck, okay I have to put my phone down and do this I am the exact same way but it's good I think that my personality helps Leif to be more like he always is like I'm so inspired by your drive like you inspire me and you make Mm -hmm. me believe that anything's possible and like you know I feel like I'm good for him in that way and he also in our best moments we can appreciate each Mm -hmm. other for what we bring where like you know, for Leif, I'm like, he's the most stable. He's my safe place. Like, yeah, he yeah. is the most stable, rock solid, like, reliable person in mm-hmm. my life. So it's like, there are so many pros. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, in those little moments where it's like, okay, why aren't you doing this? Or why are you doing this? Yes. Whatever. You have to stop almost expecting them to be like you and appreciate them for them. Exactly. Because that's and why you like them. That's yeah. why you get along and, you yeah. know, the relationship is great. I will say that's one thing that I've I've realized. Joe's favorite thing he's always said is my ambition because Mm -hmm. I just want to be doing stuff all the time. I like starting new things and, you know, whatever. And my favorite thing about him is how relaxed and calm and he gets gets all those like details of things done that I don't think about or want to do or I put on the back burner because I'm like chaos in my head. He's like the one that does the insurance and the one that deals with the rent stuff and the maintenance people. I'm like, I have no brain capacity for that. I'm the same. And going off of that, I heard, I think 
Chelsea told me this or something a while ago, but it's like a common thing, I guess, that oftentimes your favorite quality about your partner later on becomes the one you resent them for. Oh, no. Which I think that's, yeah. but you it's know good what to I mean? Know. It's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, his calmness is something you love, but then that can get mistaken as like, complacent or you're like why are you you know Mm -hmm. later on in the relationship which is very interesting I think what's good for Joe is that he he is a very ambitious guy he's very creative Mm -hmm. and very like he works really hard at his job and he's been playing baseball since he was five so he like clearly very determined he's very very, determined yes but I don't like if he wasn't a baseball player he's more of the person that kind of goes with the flow and like he'll find whatever he does he'll do well and like it'll be fine but he's not going to make it his entire life. And I make it my personality. Oh, oh 100%. <laughs> it's, it's I could not I relate am. more. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like life is the exact same. Like mm-hmm. when he does something, he's actually a perfectionist and he will literally do the job so well. But it's like simple for them or yes. something. But he doesn't like, he does it and then moves on with his life. And I'm like, that's um, my new life. Like, no boundaries. <laughs> yeah. We're back at the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> we are not good at this. So boundaries. We are working on the boundaries. Yes. I think my goal for my new boundary setting okay. is consuming less content but I always say I'm going to do that and then I do is I I consume less content on each platform but I like am still on each platform consuming content you know what I mean I know I wish I had like because for me I felt like with Instagram I literally had to treat it as an addiction I'm like Mm -hmm. this is a social media addiction and I legitimately have to get clean from it like I have to delete that that's smart because sometimes it's just hard to be like oh I'll do less I'll do less but then every day you're like I still did the same like Mm -hmm. I wish I had more tangible like advice or tips you know what I mean even for myself to like consume less because it's so hard well you're in the middle of figuring it out as am I and I also used to like wait to like want to share stuff until I figured it out and then I'm like I'm never gonna figure this out like it's gonna be an ongoing thing (laughs) okay so last thing I'm gonna talk to you about Mm -hmm. Kendall Jenner is copying you what do we do what is the timeline on this is there new things that have come up because I saw that one reel y'all did that was like all the examples. Yes. Because at first I was like, aha, aha, that's funny. Yeah. And then like all the examples are coming up and I'm like, this is weird now. It's so weird. I don't even know how to explain it because it's so funny. (laughs) And it started, it's a joke, but it's like, so it's funny because at the beginning Mm -hmm. I, you know, was joking that she copied my red hair. That was where it all began. She was copying my red hair. And then I somehow made that about me. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, in this very roundabout way, it was like, oh, she obviously copied me because she saw me on the Jumbotron at the Suns game. Her boyfriend plays for the Suns. Like the point of it was that it was so far-fetched. It was obviously completely satire. Yes, yes. And so then, you know, people thought it was funny. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. People that get my sense of humor Mm -hmm. are like, oh, that's so funny. That's a TikTok joke for sure. That's people on TikTok get it. And then like two weeks later, she posts this photo of her in an outfit that legitimately is like, in the same pose as me. So it's like mm-hmm. green pants, white tank, very simple outfit, but it was like the pose was exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I have to like run with this. It's yes. funny. Yeah, yeah. Again, was not like, oh, she copied me, but I was like, this is just so funny. This is the universe can- giving me content. Yes, I'm like free content. Yeah, I yeah. love it. So then I made a video being like, you're kidding. And then it, it was just like thing after thing like that. Well, you showed in the reel, you showed the photos. Yes. It's like the book you were reading. Yes. And then that, that is so, so then crazy. this is the weirdest one that like actually made me believe that something. So there were like four similar like photos or things throughout the time, you know. Mm-hmm. And then a few weeks ago, I was in Italy and I posted this photo of me like on a beach chair holding my hat. And then she posted like a week later mm-hmm. her on a beach chair with like a towel holding her hat. And it was pretty generic, whatever. But again, me running with it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, here we go again. Like posting on my story. <laughs> And then I get on a flight and when I get off the flight, 
So it was it was on a carousel. So it was like a photo dump that she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As was mine. Mm-hmm. And then I get off the flight and I literally have like hundreds of messages. And I'm like, what? And everyone's like, she deleted it. She deleted it. She deleted it. And I'm like, what? So I go to, I'm like, no, the post is still here. And I'm scrolling through and she only deleted one photo. <gasps> and it's the photo that of her holding the hat. And I'm like... There's oh, no way. Well, here's the thing. People see stuff on TikTok. Like, it, it reaches, like, all the audiences. Yes. And, like, people you would never think. Like, my friend TK. Do you know TK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we roomed together. Or yes, we were living yes, together yes. in L.A. for a little while. And we had this couch that we called the worm couch. And it went viral. And all these people are, I've like. I've totally seen it a million times. I yes. think Kendall liked it or something. And we both were, like, oh, my God. So, you, you know they're on TikTok. You know they they're seeing the yes. things. And so I still don't know why she mm-hmm. deleted it it could yeah. just be like a weird coincidence but it was so crazy that There's it was like the so one photo many. yeah yeah and then people always are like clowning me especially on tiktok they're like you really think you're something like oh, she does God. not see you. and i'm like but she is a consumer of social media mm-hmm. and these videos that i've made have gone like very viral like that video that i made being like ah, uh, she deleted the photo has mm-hmm. like almost six million views or something so yeah. it's like the chances of her seeing these things you know it's not nothing but anyway, and then the following, like two days later, she was reading the same book as me on the mm-hmm. beach again. So anyway, that was the most recent. Mm-hmm. And it's just become like a joke now where I'll post anything and like people will be like, can't wait to see Kendall's version. Like it's just a funny, <laughs> the funniest thing. Don't you thing. love when people get it and they're yes. not the ones saying you think you're the coolest person yes. ever. You're like, obviously, I don't think that. Yes. But it's too good of a coincidence over and over and over it's again. It's funny. Yes. Yeah, it's a all. joke. I'll be like talking. I was talking about me and life getting married young or whatever. And they're like. Kendall and Devin are booking their wedding like right now. <laughs> like, everything I do is just so funny. So I love it. I'm I'm like, you know, we had, you know, Gay Man with a Spray Tan. You know, no. no, he was the one in that podcast episode okay, with okay. us. But he's like, just keep running with it. Who cares? Yeah. The, you know, one day none of this is going to be a thing or relevant. So might Who as well cares? just keep talking about it. It's funny. It's I'm like, absolutely true. hilarious. I cannot wait to see the next development. Yes, I can't wait. I'm very excited Stay for that. Stay tuned on the TikTok and the Instagram. I'll be posting side-by-sides. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> okay, tell us where to find you on the internet if yes. people don't follow you yet. All my usernames are pretty much the same. It's just JC Marie Smith, and my name is spelled J-A-C-I. And you find me on YouTube, TikTok. The podcast is What We Said. I host it with my best friend, Chelsea. It's really fun. We do a lot of like listener write-ins. So mm-hmm. they'll write in like their most embarrassing moments and we'll react to them, yeah. give advice, whatever. It's just like a very fun lifestyle podcast. And then, yeah, just the normal social media stuff. I like the ones with Leif because it reminds me of when I podcast with Joe yes. when I have to steer him in a direction and yes. he just says something and I'm like, where, where are we are we going? Come, let's go back to <laughs> let's come back to Earth. Okay, yes. thank you. Okay, yes. anyways, y'all go find JC and thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. It was so fun. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind-the-scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs>